you will ignore the fact that things may not always be good and there may be another downside. We were always into trying to generate money. I remember one of our earliest businesses, me and my brother were talking about this just not too many months ago, that we used to uh, iron clothes. This is Ahmad and you are listening to the Think Ultimate Podcast. Today we have Stephen Mitchell with us. Stephen is a mindset coach and an entrepreneur. Since starting his journey as an entrepreneur in 2004 to earning six figures, he has come a long way. He loves making money and now he is trying to pursue his immense experience as an entrepreneur with others through his academy. So let's welcome our today's guest, Stephen Mitchell. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Really glad to host you on the show. So let's hop on to the questions. So Stephen, please tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Uh, most people don't know that in addition to my entrepreneurial work, I also have a band. So I have a band. We put out a, a project in, in 2018, I think it was, uh, called uh, Exit. Exit was the name of it by my band's name is On The Spot. Uh, so it was a it was a very unique and fun experience. It's even hard to kind of put the genre of music into any one category. So uh, most people don't know that I'm also uh, in my spare time. You know, a music musicians probably wouldn't call me a musician, but you know, folks that aren't musicians would say I'm a musician as well. So, so as your hobby, you do music as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Great way. So how- great place to be creative. Exactly. So how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? Um, so, uh, you know, that is something I, it's hard to pinpoint for me because when I was young, um, very young, we were always into um, trying to generate money, right? So I remember one of our earliest businesses, me and my brother were talking about this just not too many months ago that we used to uh, iron clothes to for other people to try to uh, gain money. We had to be, I don't know, I was probably 10. He was probably 12 um, at the time. I didn't do much of the ironing, but I remember being involved in some sort of way. But since that time, and maybe even before then, I've always just been interested in business, been interested in how things operate. And And, uh, you know, that bug really developed while I was in college. Um, Me and a group of friends, we began to promote and throw events, throw parties in college, and they were quite successful. And uh, after seeing, you know, the type of revenue that could be produced once you actually um, provide a solution for people, you know, I've always from that day on been interested in entrepreneurship and uh, have been pursuing that as a dual path with a career and and having a job. So you started really early in your like tens. Most people don't even do that do that. Yeah. So very young age. <laughs> I don't know what laws we broke, but <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to be working at that age, but <laughs> we were. <laughs> so it must be a really amazing journey from then. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, been an amazing journey. In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to work in your industry to be successful in your job? Uh, So as it relates to entrepreneurship, I think the most important thing, and this has been coming up a lot for me recently, 
and one of my coaches and mentors have been has been talking about this. It's really the uh, trait of resilience, being resilient in the midst of the ups and downs that entrepreneurship will bring. Um, if you're not resilient, you will give up uh, in the valleys when things get tough. And if you're not resilient, when things get are going good, you will um, you will ignore the fact that things may not always be good and there may be another downside coming. So uh, which can hurt you in the long run. So it's really about being resilient. It's getting up every day, telling yourself you can do it, not sweating the small stuff, knowing that it's all small stuff and that uh essentially you have to believe in yourself and continue on in spite of the the ups and downs in the business okay that's really great answer resilience is the main key how did you manage to grow your business so far uh so far uh growing my business has been um i'd say very, very difficult uh it's the main thing uh, that that has helped with growth is I think partnering, partnering with someone else, um, uh, also being consistent as it relates to introducing product and trying to provide solutions for customers. So that gave us slow and steady growth, um, but still nothing to write home about or to be super, you know, you know, no big break. Um, but I think enough of those small and steady, consistent wins and partnering with the right people just put us in position to be prepared for a, a big opportunity. And so um, from in this past year, we had a couple big opportunities where we were able to sell a lot of product in bulk. Um, so that was exciting for us. And that's been a big growth for us. Um, but now it, we are still on the same up and down sort of pathway because we, we haven't yet reached a point where um, where growth is automatic. We still have to work hard for the growth and we still have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to introduce new products and to continue to see what customers want and try to provide that. And so that's what we're in the midst of doing daily um, because one big purchase isn't, isn't enough. It, it created a lot of growth and a lot of revenue, but it's all about what you do with it and, and what's going to happen next. So that's kind of where we're at. But that's how we've gotten there is through consistency and partnership. So what kind of products do you sell? My product-based business. Um, we sell a, a home cleaner, uh, a cleaning product. Uh, we, we sell several different um, varieties of that cleaner. We also sell cleaning accessories. Uh, so those products are very important to the overall business. Um, we also, you know, as, as a side, a smaller part of our business, we offer car sharing to folks. And that's what um, uh, a lot of my work has been around recently as I try to help people understand where they can start in business. Um, but yeah, that that would be the, the main product we sell is a cleaning product. Uh, it's called Diamond Shine Cleaner. You can find it on Amazon.com, Lowe's.com, Walmart, uh, eBay, all over. So that's a really great business model. I've just heard it about from you first time. So you uh, you made your own home cleaners or are you supplying from anyone? 
no, we were, it was actually via partnership that we found the cleaner. Um, and we've, we've worked with that supplier to, um, you know, essentially give us enough product where we can sell in bulk and we can purchase in bulk and we can um, design it the way we'd like it to be designed. But the actual formulating process is done by a third party, a supplier for us. Okay, got it. I would love to ask you that. What is the growth plan in the coming years? Uh, so in the coming years, we'll continue to do uh, more of the same, except we'll need to raise money. So eventually businesses get to a point where, you know, just staying slow and consistent um, is not going to be enough to to really give you the uh, wherewithal you need to serve customers. And so as we grow, we need to raise money. We need to have enough money and capital at our ex- disposal to purchase more products from our suppliers, to market and sell those products to potential customers to keep a certain amount of it in inventory um, and kind of time everything as well, because, you know, you have to have the inventory, not always, but with, with at the level we're at, it's good for us to have the inventory on hand before we sell it. And because of that, we, we just need to be able to purchase that, have some working capital, be able to keep the lights on, keep the computers on, you know, keep internet running, keep phones on. So a, a major part of our future growth is raising capital and making sure we have the type of money we need to grow and then doing that in the right way, learning how to do that appropriately where we're not giving away too much of the business um, or we're not allowing folks to invest that don't have um, the business's best interest at heart or don't have the right type of experience or skills, or it's just not a good fit in terms of a working relationship. So we've got to learn that skill, how to how to raise funding. And so that's what we've got to become really good at in order to grow uh, in the future. Exactly. So uh, do you have any growth plans in mind for your academy as well? Yeah, so the academy is just getting started. So academy.stevenmotivate.com is where I'm teaching folks how they can generate six figures in six months without quitting their day job. So that's really exciting because I just started that journey. That's another aside business where I'm trying trying to uh, start to give folks some of the knowledge I've gained over the past couple of decades, um, essentially, maybe, you know, maybe a decade plus a few years of experience as it relates to entrepreneurship. So um, the Academy is really about uh, we're working to start marketing it, marketing it better. We spent a lot of the last four or five months developing it, um, adding content to it, trying to, really provide a very thorough and in-depth view of what getting into the car sharing business would be like and how one can succeed in it, both the good things and the bad things. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time walking through essentially every component and detail that we could think that would be helpful for our, our future students. So now that that's done, it's all about telling people about the good thing that we've created and how we think it can help them grow, especially as it relates to the Turo platform folks who want to get on Turo and begin to share their cars that way. We really have a robust program for them to go through. And there are a lot of programs out there, but we're, we believe that if we continue to market it, that we'll find the right people that will be interested in our program. And hopefully we can help them take their business to the next level. And then in addition to that, there's several other things that have, have brought success and, 
and helped me financially. So we're going to be introducing um, information around, uh, you know, productivity like Excel, like how to how to operate Excel properly. That's part of our part of our growth plans there. We'll also be talking about how to leverage your job correctly, um, how to max out your 401k, how to what insurance that you should be trying to pick, um, how to start a business while you have a job, right? And how to um, essentially learn from others and how you don't need to be uh, unwilling and you don't have to act like you know it all. You can, it's totally okay to learn from others. So we want to walk people through those basics and encourage them to really go uh, for their goals and their dreams and, and help them uh, do that in a very practical way. So, yeah, we've got some more stuff we're planning for the Academy in general. So, but right now we're focused on the car sharing program and we're going to continue to market and push that out there. Okay. That's, that's great. That's great. So if you had an extra $10,000 or budget, how would you spend it and why? So how I would spend it would be based on my current focus right now, uh, would be one of two ways I would be marketing my business, especially the academy, because 10,000 is not, it's a lot of money if you don't have 10,000, but if you've got 10,000, it's not a whole lot of money, but it is, it's still $10,000. So I would focus it on my new venture, which is the academy. I would uh, market it and I would spend some of that money getting uh, more coaches and mentors to help me make sure I'm doing the right things with that academy. So I'd probably spit 60% 60% towards marketing and 40% towards uh, finding uh, either a coach or a mentor that can help me uh, as it relates to that this is part of my business. That would be a great investment having coaches and all marketing. So it would reach a lot of new audiences. That's very awesome. Uh, so what is your favorite quotation? Um, my favorite quotation, I think it's by, I have a lot of favorite quotes. Um, I think this one is said to be by a man named George Eliot. Well, I haven't done any research on who he is, but I think the quote is, um, I think it goes like this. It's never too late to be what you might have been or who you might have been. It's never too late to be who you might have been. Um, so I love that quote. I think it really represents the fact that at whatever stage of life you're at, whether you're young and you feel like, oh, I, I've made too many mistakes or whether you're older and you feel like, oh, I've wasted my life. Uh, I think his quote really points out that it, it's never too late. You can take all those experiences you have and whatever you want to be or want to do, you can you can start today being that person or doing that thing. And you'll be su- surprised at, you know, where that will take you. That's that's amazing. I would like to uh, rephrase it. Like to when it's never, you are never too old to start anything, to do anything. Just do it as long as you are consistent with it. Absolutely. If you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it? Well, I do have a book. It's not out yet, but this book, a book about myself would be likely named, um, you know, I credit some of my success really I really credit it to learning from others. And so I would likely name it, you know, how to learn from others while still listening to yourself. Yeah. Learning from others' mistakes saves a lot of your time. 
and when you really uh, get that problem you have the solution for that because someone has already faced it absolutely absolutely and so we've got sometimes we get afraid of what that looks like to learn from others it's it's sometimes intimidating um because not everyone has had the privilege to learn from others they haven't had the privilege of being taught a thing um but i'm the youngest in my family so i i grew up with the privilege of being able to look at my older siblings kind of watch what they did watch what what they were doing and i could learn from it from their successes and their mistakes and so it's helped me a lot but it also gives me a view on life of i'm never afraid to ask questions never afraid to if, if i'm in the grocery store it doesn't bother me to ask the attendant for help finding something whereas some people have the tendency to they don't want to bother other people or they don't they, they'll they'd rather figure it out on their own they think that is um more uh adult like or it's their responsibility and so a lot of times people waste time in the store trying to find something themselves when they all they have to do is ask for help and so my life story would probably be um, really a detailed review of that, how I've gotten help from others and how it helped me get to where I'm at today. Let me know once you publish that book, I would love to read it and know more about you. Let me know when you have published that book. I would love to know more about you. Okay, sounds good. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you will know and everyone else will know as well when we get that out there marketed. But I got a, a lot more life to live, so... Maybe that'll be volume one. And you can add more things, add more experiences to that. Absolutely. So guys, this was all from today's episode. Make sure to check out Stephen's website, academy.stephenmotivates.com. Uh, is the name correct? Uh, yes, academy.stephenmotivate.com. What was your question? Academy.stephenmotivates.com. So this was all from today's episode. Thank you guys for watching this show. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.